Igniting Hope Ministries welcomes you. Prepare yourself to listen to a message that will spark hope and renew your mind. Hi, Steve Backlin here from Igniting Hope Ministries. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. The title of today's message is Five Powerful Questions God Asks. You know, it's interesting when we look at Scripture and we look at different questions that Jesus asked. And, you know, most of the questions are are not just for he wants an answer or information. It's really to allow something to happen within our lives as we ponder the question. You know, I believe great influencers are great question askers. They're able to ask a question that causes the person to reflect on a situation or themselves at a higher level and actually put language to what's actually happening or what needs to happen. (laughs) And so, I mean, there's many great questions within the Bible that I could have chosen, but here's five that stand out to me. And I believe there are five penetrating questions for us today. The questions are, where are you? Who told you that? What do you have? Do you want to be made well? And can these bones live? Now we've touched on some of these in past podcasts, but let's let's go after them today. And I my prayer is is that this will actually uh, not only just be a great uh, teaching and inspiring, but uh, my prayer is that it will these questions will go deep in you, and the the purpose of God in questions is not not for condemnation, not for um, to hold us back, but to actually bring us out and to bring us into our fullness. Jesus said, I've come to, to give you life and life more abundantly. And let's let these questions uh, bring that result. Number one question is this, is where are you? <laughs> In Genesis 3, 9, after Adam and Eve sinned and ate the apple and it says this, Then the Lord God called to Adam and said to him, Where are you? <laughs> Where are you? And, you know, some could say, Well, obviously God knew where he was. And the point here is that there was a relationship that they had had up to that point of intimacy, of walking together in the cool of the day in the garden. And now, now Adam and Eve are, are hiding. They're covering their, themselves up with fig leaves. And the question, where are you? And the, the, the desire or, or the tendency to want to hide from God when, when we feel like we've disappointed him or we feel like we've, you know, blown it or we're just unworthy. And, and we're, we're hiding from intimacy. We're, we're waiting until we can perform better before we actually come to him. That tendency has to go. <laughs> and, you know, and I feel that every, every once in a while cropping up in me. And, and it, it, it's just, it's a negative. In our worst moments, in our, the times where we feel the worst about ourselves, those are the moments that where it's the most important to receive the love of God, to come to God, to just 
pour our hearts out to him and just say, I need you. Just, I, I receive your love right now. I, I'm not going to run from you. And you know, the father and in the prodigal son story in Luke 15 just represents the heart of the father. He ran to the son who had lived his lifestyle was contrary to everything the father believed in, but the father ran to him. And so the question, where are you? We, we can't be in a place of hiding from God, of not being authentic or vulnerable with him. Let's, let's move towards him. Even today, wherever you're at, just reach out to, to the Lord and move towards him and just say, I receive your love. God, I, I, want, I want to uh, understand that love like never before because that's going to be a key for breakthrough. Now, question number two is is this who told you that and this is two verses later after the, the question where are you and he said who told you that you were naked who told you that now obviously experience the devil the it comes in line here but the phrase who told you that has been a powerful phrase in my life i would say things like, I don't have the gift of healing. And I would hear the Lord say, who told you that? Well, I'd say my past. He'd say, why do you call yourself by your past rather than who I call you? And I say, well, Lord, the reason I call myself by my past rather than who you call me is because all the other Christians around me do it. And I thought I was supposed to too. (laughs) I would say, I'm a disorganized person. He would say, who told you that? Who told you that? And I'd say, my wife (laughs) knows my past. He says, Steve, we got a pattern here. You like to call things by the past. I like to call things by the future. I thought you said you wanted to be like me. Well, Lord, I thought being like you was just acting like you, not thinking like you. <laughs> and, and on and on and on. Uh, I'd say I, I can't remember names well. Who told you that? This area is hard for the gospel. Who told you that? Now, I realize this, that I got most of my beliefs out of past experience rather than what God was saying. And, you know, prophetic ministry and even in identity beliefs, they, they get com- compounded when we get them from past experience. I believe this, the greatest strongholds blocking the purposes of God are not regional demonic principalities, they're belief systems in the minds of, of Christians. And the, the greatest belief system to be demolished if you go to 2 Corinthians 10, 4, and 5, we demolish strongholds and, and, and arguments that exalt itself above the knowledge of God. The greatest strongholds, in my opinion, to be demolished is the perpetual agreement with negative past experience. Question number three, what do you have? 2 Kings 4, 2. So Elisha said to her, what shall I do for you? Tell me, what do you have in the house? And she answers Elisha and she says, uh, I have nothing except a little oil. I have nothing except a little oil. The question is that God asks us, uh, what, what do you have? And I'm using the prophet Elisha as the voice of God, which it was to this woman. Now, when you get into the prophetic and, and you come under the prophetic anointing or the prophetic influence, what it does is it, it takes our eyes off of what we think we don't have and puts them on what we actually do have. 
And in this case, the woman says, I have nothing except a little oil. Her mind immediately went to what she didn't have, but she eventually saw what she did, even though it seemed small. Now, we all already have it. God asked us, what do you have? When the feeding of the 5,000 in the New Testament, the question was basically, what do we have? They had some fish and they had some loaves. God doesn't need a lot. And when we actually note what we have, when we note the giftings we have, when we note the, um, the background and experience that we've had that is very unique to us, whether good or bad, when, when we note the, the relationships we have, what do you have? And we're able to put language to that. Well, I could say I have, I have the gift of encouragement. I can encourage others. Uh, I, can, uh, I have an experience of overcoming discouragement and, and, and a lack of hope and a lack of joy. I, I, I have that. I, and and we, we say that, then we realize that what we have is going to be the key to breakthrough, as it was in this story with the widow. It was multiplied. It paid off her debt, and she lived off of the rest. I believe this. Every person already has it. Just say out loud, I already have it. <laughs> every person, every family, every nation, every ministry already has it. What do you have? The fourth question is, do you want to be made well? In John 5, 6, he said to him, do you want to be made well? He's talking to the man who's by the pool that when the waters move, the angel moves the water, people person would jump in, would get healed. And, you know, he basically said, you know, Jesus said, do you want to be made well? And he said, well, I do. But uh, he said, I'm slow and I, I, I'm a victim of my slowness and other people get in first and da, 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 da. Well, you know, the question, do you want to be made well, is just so, so penetrating. <clears throat> and, you know, it would seem obvious You'd ask the man by the pool, do you want to be made well? I mean, the obvious answer would seem to be yes. But, you know, I've known in my own life when the Lord has asked me, Steve, do you want to be made well? <laughs> because I understand being made well as I, I'm going to have to get rid of my excuses. Hmm. Well, I don't know. Let me think about that, Lord. Let me get back to you. Because I kind of, at times, I like my excuses. I like being a victim. But... If I, if I get rid of my excuses, I'm going to have to become responsible uh, in my behavior and, and I'm going to have to be, uh, I'm going to have to treat people at a level that, that they deserve of honor and, and I'm going to have to grow up. And so the Lord says, do you want to be made well? Well, I think it's, it's, a place where we can really dialogue with the Lord and just say and be honest with him about areas where we do feel like a victim. And if we do get well, well, then, you know, we are going to people are going to want to count on us more. And, you know, that's pressure on us. And so we'd rather just be dysfunctional. We'd rather just self-sabotage our lives at times. But here's the thing. God's grace. When we tell the Lord, I want to be made well. And I want to get over these dysfunctions. That begins a great process of, great, of grace flowing to our lives. Question number five, can these bones live? Ezekiel 37, 3, he said to me, 
son of man can these bones live and that's the question he says what what do you think you know whether it's an area of our life that seems dead god had already showed ezekiel a valley of very dry bones when he asked him a question can these bones live and the, the question is what do you think ezekiel can can this live you know ezekiel gives the safest answer of all time oh lord god you know <laughs> And God then says, no, I want you to prophesy. I want you to prophesy to the bones. He didn't say, step aside and watch me prophesy, Ezekiel. He says, you prophesy. Because God has to partner with somebody who has hope to accomplish his will. The Lord was basically asking Ezekiel, what do you think? Because what you think is going to determine what I can do. And so God asks us, can these bones live? Can the dry bones in your life live? Can the dry bones in your marriage live? Can the dry bones uh, in your finances live? Can the dry bones in that uh, habit in your life live? Can the dry bones of your nation live? And we know the answer is yes. And the question is never how dry the bones are. The question is whether someone has renewed their mind enough to believe the bones can live. Then they can live. Five powerful questions God asks. Where are you? Who told you that? What do you have? Do you want to be made well? Can these bones live? You know, as we think about that last question in closing, we here at Igniting Hope Ministries, we believe this. There's no hopeless circumstances. There's only hopeless people. And once people get true hope, circumstances cannot stay the same. Hope is an unstoppable force. Our hope level determines our influence level. And remember also, the joy of the Lord is your strength, Nehemiah 8.10. We don't need joy at the end of the battle. We need joy in the middle of the battle because it's our strength. Pretty much for everybody who's listening today, today's just not a good day to walk in radical joy. <laughs> too many issues, too much stress, uh, too many unresolved things, too many uncertainties, but too much bad news on television. But I say it to you, it's, it's your strength. Let it be your strength today. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this podcast from Igniting Hope Ministries. I want to let you know that our, our book, You're Crazy If You Don't Talk to Yourself, has just been revised. It's a great new version, new cover, new appearance, and just a couple upgrades in it. It's a powerful, powerful book. If you've, It's really my strongest book on the area of words. You're crazy if you don't talk to yourself and the need to prophesy and to declare over ourselves life. It's the beginning point to being able to do that for other people. Hey, God bless you. We're here at Igniting Hope Ministries. You can find more about us at ignitinghope.com. We look forward to having you with us again on another podcast. God bless. We hope that you have been blessed by this message. For more resources, you can visit our website at ignitinghope.com.